I'm TJ Walsh, and you're listening to the Bold Creatives Collective podcast. Take a front row seat to hear conversations with successful musicians, producers, actors, visual artists, designers, directors, marketers, and more, and learn about their perspectives and approach to leadership, creativity, innovation, and growth. Let's dive in. I'm so excited today to talk with Tiff about uh, social media and being an artist, being an artist on social media and how you show up in a way that really feels authentic and genuine and leading with your story. Um, and Tiff is an expert uh, at this, and I'm so excited that she's agreed to come hang out with us for a few minutes today to talk about uh, this exciting topic. So Tiff, would it be okay if you can just give the folks listening an idea of who you are, where you're coming from, and then we'll have some fun together talking about this stuff. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, I'm Tiff. I am originally from Australia and I'm currently based here on the land of the um, gun, uh, oh my gosh, the Darug people. I've just properly learned um, our Indigenous land properly. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm here in what people know as Sydney and I run The Social Story, which is a social media agency for purpose-driven brands. Um, like we really put storytelling, authentic connections um, and, you know, purpose into everything we do and help maximize the impact of our clients as well. That's really awesome. How long have you been working in the space of social media in the way you are? Oh, it's been over a decade now, um, okay. which is insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've done like, you know, everything from being the social media intern because they, you right. were young and, you know, you guys right. know, just jump on it. So working in like corporate agencies here in Sydney and then um, moving into the business about five years ago. Okay, wonderful. So everybody, she knows what she's talking about. And I know that... You know, when I work, Tiff, with artists who mm-hmm. are really trying to make this happen for themselves, right? They want this to be their their life's work. They have a lot of stuff to say. Uh, they are talented in just amazing ways. When I start talking to them about the importance of developing uh, themselves as a brand, um, mm-hmm. marketing themselves in a way that can uh, that elevates them uh, beyond just you know uh, an individual person kind of who is you know creating an obscurity sometimes i get you know crossed eyes looking at me or like you know um almost like what are you talking about you vile person because artists <laughs> sometimes don't necessarily like to think about themselves in such what they perceive to be a capitalistic kind of mm-hmm. pursuit of marketing yourself heavily. But yeah. what I really liked about um, our conversation that you and I had the chance to have a while back is mm-hmm. the focus on um, genuine and authentic relationship building through social media and um, and developing your brand that way as opposed to really heavily focused on um just like selling something yeah definitely and I think 
Yeah, social always comes with both its pitfalls and its opportunities. And I think, you know, even for a social media manager who's definitely chosen this as her pathway, <laughs> I can get really frustrated with socials and I've deleted my like my personal accounts a million times. I try as much as possible to stay off it when it's not for work. So right. I understand the grind and, you know, a lot of the negativity that happens on it. But I guess one thing um, which led me to start the agency was also because, you know, social is just the technology. We have the opportunity to create it into what we want it to be. And so, you know, the development of our approach with storytelling is a lot to do with that kind of personal branding side Mm -hmm. of things as well. I think, you know, I've gone through a whole journey of really recognizing my own story and everything that's happened to me and how that helps me show up as you know the business person that I am or the social media manager that I am and it really is about both that kind of personal and then you know choosing what to share onto social as well as a way to kind of express that and I think artists in particular have such creative ideas in how to do that really well Um, but also you know, reach new audiences. There's such a great opportunity to find people in random niches that will really connect with your work all around the world in a free and available um, platform as well. You know, it'd be a shame not to use that audience um, to share your story further. Right. And I think that that's exactly right. It's, it's, there's a low, at least from my perspective, there's a low barrier to entry, right? Yeah. In, in terms of beginning to get your stuff out there in in a way. And then of course it can become more complex and you can you can spend money um to you know push it further. But as far as starting out, it's just like, you know, a really easy mechanism to getting in front of folks and and yeah. you can do it in the way that makes sense for you. Um, one thing that, I've, you know, one thing that I've noticed in the, in the social space, um, I guess relatively recently is that things are moving away from, um, these, what are obviously very highly curated, polished mm-hmm. looks to going towards something that is more, um, there's going to be the, the wrong word, but just to get us going, like more randomized, right? Like, <laughs> no, I think that's like, a great way to put it. Let's be honest. Right, like we're moving away from this, like this, like grid, mm-hmm. right? Of you know, everything looks the same. Everything is very stylized. Everything is very, very polished. To something that is more, you know, this is life in action, and. Yeah. I think that kind of approach has really resonated with me as an artist in so f- in in the way that I make my work. Um, it's it's not polished at all. I work really fast. I do things impulsively. And when I was trying to get myself out on social media in the ways that I was doing it, I was getting really overwhelmed with this perception that the expectation would be that everything is like perfect right yeah. and I, I just that, like, pulled away from that 
Yeah, I think even an analogy for that is like, you know, some of the celebrities we love to follow on social are because they're super real and we see all the behind the scenes, them yeah. away from press junkets and them as as real as we can say it. And right. that essentially is what social is supposed to be. Like, you know, even with your friends, it's all about like, the really random moments and more and more we're moving into that with platforms like TikTok and even be real. Like, let's be honest, like it really is about, oh, we just want to capture that moment, that instantaneous behind the scenes, really raw, sometimes on the toilet kind of moment. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, like it's, it's okay to do that. I think again, going back to that idea that it's free and accessible social, like, can always archive it it's like you know you just put something out there take it back if you don't um right like you know, i think it fits anymore and evolve yourself unlike something as permanent as a billboard or a tv ad that you have to pay thousands of dollars for the placement social is a real exciting place to kind of play with it and right. not be so worried about yeah how it all looks and curates and right and I think what's fun about it is you can get you can get immediate immediate reaction, right? An immediate interaction with with people who are coming across your your stuff. It's not this static thing that yeah. people just pass by. They have this opportunity to really engage with it and engage with you and get to know who you are and what you're about in a way that exactly. if they yeah, just it's turn a the whole page. different experience to like having to go to a gallery and being put in with you know other artists and you just have your little placard on the side and a name there. like right. here it's like your portfolio is there to shine in a way that you get to curate and tell yourself as well right. and yeah show the processes what why this came to be and like really um explore more of the art than just the production yeah yeah a hundred percent so important to explore who the artist is who how they make their work why they make their work the way they do it and hear it from them directly and and maybe even see how they're doing it in a gallery space for the most part you're not invited into the artist's studio um, in the way that you can be uh, on a digital social platform right you can see the process and as a person who is an artist, but also a collector. I have found so many different people over the last couple of years, um, not being able to really go to galleries like I'm used to going to by being on social media. And I started buying work online which i never thought i would really do it's like oh no you have to be in person and <laughs> the see the work and be able to touch the- yeah <laughs> it died a little bit but it became so fun for me because when i purchase work or collect it i don't really want to do that unless i have an interaction with the artist mm-hmm. and get to know them first so every piece that i have i've somehow coming in personal contact with the artist and it's been fun Right, because I might like the work. I definitely like the work. But what I what I enjoy more is knowing why the work came to be, right? Yeah. How this happened um, and became this piece of art. Where did it come from uh, out of the artist's um, being? Um, yeah. And to have that conversation is really important. And 
over the course of the past few years, because we've been living in chaos all around us, I could go into um, go into Instagram or um, some other platforms and really get to see work that I never would have seen. Right. Yeah. Like, down where you are in Australia. Right. Like, I I've interacted with people down there. Right. Yeah. And have gotten some work from from some Australian artists that I would never have heard of before and yeah I, and talk to them and learn about their process so how, how would you recommend or what would you suggest to artists who are maybe hesitant to start to like show some of their process or tell their story or reveal their studios um because there are people like me out there right who who really want to, who really want to know um, what it's about, how would you suggest that they start to dip their toe into the water in a way that might be a little less like scary, nerve wracking <laughs> or scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first step with anyone who wants to grow something on social is really understanding why social. So, you know, you don't have to have it as, you know, a selling platform and immediately become an e-commerce person um you might just actually just want to share your story out there reach more people whatever that why is is going to kind of underpin all your content decisions and as well so you know if you're like should I be posting this like go back to that why as well like will this help my goals um, and how I want to show up as a person as well. Um, you know, I'd like it, it's okay not to post everything and every trend. Like I like to say that um, you don't love your dad any less if you don't post about him on Father's Day. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you've got to make right. those choices of what makes the most sense because people are going to see right through the inauthenticity mm. if you're like out there trying to do your little TikTok dances but like because <laughs> right. you think you have to so right. um, if that's not understand. who you are right it's exactly. not going to work <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly but yeah. I think particularly for artists you know like go out there and have a look at what other people are doing start to see oh like I don't mind if I just you know, put a time lapse on um, this or mm. just have a look at that and start to source some inspiration to help you edit those um, and, and find those boundaries between what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And then let your creative juices fly. I think it like that's the beauty of people who are already thinking in that creative way so much of what's been able to happen on these platforms are through just really creative uses of it. Like I used to be like the slightly older generation going like, what the hell is TikTok? And why are people going on about it? But the way they're able to kind of like memeify culture and really put themselves into everything in creative ways. And like some people go insane with their like editing and transitions and everything. I'm always absolutely amazed but that's yeah. someone just took the opportunity and said what can I do with it um and I think allowing yourself to both like yeah understand the trends and see what's happening there but let it be a playground for you as well that's going to be the best way to just see what works for you as well 
Yeah, you make some really good points and you actually kind of calm me down a little bit in terms of my anxiety around some of the some of the things that I have picked up over the course of time that, you know, are you must be doing this yeah. in order to achieve this, you know, like I think. Well, I guess this is a question for for you, because because there is a science to it in some yeah. ways right and so if you're not someone who is some is a person who's going to do you know a tiktok dance with the trending audio or um or who is a little shy with just being on camera them themselves and doing reels or something like that you know there's the fear that you're not going to be recognized or picked up right and so at a certain point are you saying or not are you saying but would would you say that it is social media might not be the thing for you or are you saying there are other ways that you can kind of get get traction in ways that are comfortable for you right yeah I think it is definitely a balance like it's always good to be using the latest innovations of the platform but I mean even in the past month or so we've seen TikTok now try and bring in photos and uh, obviously Instagram is going into videos and now have statuses and so you know I think there still leaves that room to find ways that best makes sense for you and even if it is real it's like you know sometimes it is someone who writes poetry or something and all they do is write it out on a piece of paper, film that, and that's real. Like, you know, there's still ways to kind of think about it in a creative way that is still, um, you know, comfortable for you. So there definitely is that balance that needs to be happening. Um, I guess also in terms of kind of growth, we can get really bogged down in follower numbers who's looking at this reel like how fast are things growing and sometimes it's good to also you know put that aside a little bit um like yes obviously you want to keep improving and keep growing sure sure but it's also about understanding that like yeah the first five thousand are going to be really hard to find and then it snowballs and you'll find something that really clicks for you and for your audience Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you know one post might just go insanely viral it might happen that way but what we always try and focus on is those meaningful connections as well it might not come in thousands of followers but there is also that kind of algorithm hacking side of things that you know even if you're starting small but you have a hundred percent engagement, which I mean is unheard of, let's be honest, but <laughs> right. something quite high because people are actually loving what you do. Mm-hmm. That's better than 10,000 followers. One, no one's seeing your post because the algorithm has seen that they like rarely like your post anyways and then keeps devaluing you. Right. So most accounts with 10,000 or more get about 1% of their followers actually seeing their posts. Wow. So, okay. Like, you so know, it's not a good measure of what is actually working. Exactly. Know, yeah. Because gonna... both, you know, then you also have to look at with the people who are um, seeing your post, 
how many of them are taking action, liking it, saving it, commenting, or even like, you know, following and DMing you to find out more. So starting smalls are always great to really build out that foundation and know that, you know, you're got an engaged audience who can Mm -hmm. also take those next steps for you, whether it be that you'll eventually want to sell from them, uh, uh, sell to them or like, you know, have them share your work. Um, Yeah. It's, it's kind of balancing between like, yes, we want to go big and try and get as many eyeballs on it, obviously, but at the same time, just ensuring that it's content that really sticks and not just doing content for content's sake. Right. Yeah, right. And offering something of value, yes. you know, something of value, whether that, whatever that means for you, but offering it to that small group of people, because like you said, they're going to then be more prone maybe to take that and share it or save it or, you know, tag their friends or something in in the comments to get their eyes on it. And I think if you're offering something of value that that they want that that small group wants to see it's much more at least from my perspective um valuable uh mm-hmm. to uh to your overall brand and and marketing than to just be posting random stuff all of the time whenever you want to <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't make sense exactly. yeah. i'm also go ahead value exchange as we say it's like if you want something from your audience what are you going to give back to them like we always talk about particularly accounts like Instagram and TikTok as um, like lean back moments when people are using them so they're like you know chilling on the couch probably on the toilet like you know know. um, not engaged and like ready to buy all the time or whatever that might be and so I think artists especially compared to like brands say have such a unique opportunity there to really inspire and um elicit some emotion from them while they're just kind of scrolling through the mindless celebrity gossip or like their mates like you know there's something really interesting and emotional that you can get to the people while like they're in a moment of trying to relax yeah 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 and and giving them something that sticks in their mind right that they want to go back to later or or something when they're not on the toilet and they have access (laughs) to their to their to their credit card or something right yeah but what about you use the word exchange um in reference to something a second ago and that you know triggered a thought in my mind about exchange and then I thought conversation um exchange of ideas exchange of uh thoughts um you know, and the importance, I think, of making sure you're actually exchanging or conversing with the people that are coming to you. But I also think that it's super important for you to go out and engage with other people that are outside of your profile as well, right? And let people then see what you're about through how you interact with other artists or makers, right? Yeah. So there's a number of things with that. Like I think, you know, firstly, social, like uh, unlike any other advertising platform has that direct feedback. And so it'd be a shame not to use it (laughs) for that. Like some of the best brands have been 
the ones that have been able to really humanize themselves, like even Wendy's on Twitter is bloody hilarious. And like, I I just respect them as a brand now because they give no shits. Um, (laughs) And you see it on their Twitter, which, you know, they've been able to use the like, kind of even trolling of Twitter into their favor, which is amazing. And so the more that, you know, they're just kind of utilizing that conversation and the opportunity to humanize themselves as a brand is fantastic. But also like, I think with every approach we do to social strategy or any of our content, I like to think about it in terms of like, you're in a party and you want to join a group that's already chatting. Like you can either go, hi, I'm Tiff. Come talk to me. These are the topics you're chat to me about. <laughs> right. Or you can like find some common ground in what they're saying and then like slowly jump into the conversation. Yeah. Like, that's how social should be is like, right. where is your audience already? What are they kind of talking about? And mm-hmm. then, you know, finding common ground and going, oh, by the way, did you know like my brand does something that can help with you? Or like you right. might feel inspiration here or we have something to say. Right. But then, you know, to the last part of your question is that outreach. Um, that's a huge part of what we do with a lot of our clients in what we call community management. Mm. Um, and one that's sometimes just answering customer inquiries. I think there's growing trends of uh, to about like 70 or 80% of customers go directly to socials first if they have a wow. customer service inquiry rather than a phone number or anything like that. Or they'll go and complain about you on socials I think airlines get this the worst um and it can get picked up and then that becomes a PR nightmare or whatever that like you know snowball effect will become and so you know making sure you are very active in how people are talking about you but also other people of interest are talking about things is a fantastic way to kind of just make sure that you are a part of that conversation. People recognize your voice in that and that you're able to really show off for like, you know, your expertise or your artistry or whatever Mm -hmm. that might be. Um, And that can be as simple as like going through your explore feed on Instagram and commenting on other artists that, you know, inspire you or like, you see a process that's really interesting and you go, wow, I might try that or something like that because it's like, yeah, artist to artist and then they'll come check you out and then build in and then like, you know, in the back end, the algorithms of Instagram are all reading all these subtle cues as well to also try and prioritize you. Right. This is an active account. This is an engaged account. This is somebody who who we should maybe... Um, we should maybe elevate a a bit and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I, the thing about, you know, going back to, you know, the comment, I mean, over here in the States, I don't know if you heard about this down there, but, you know, Southwest airlines had (laughs) this gigantic issue over Christmas holiday. Right. And, um, you know, I'm sure their socials were beyond on fire uh, during during that period of time. The people that you and I are talking to and about right now aren't a major airline, right? Who who are servicing, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every day, um, right? And getting that kind of interaction with them. But I think we can take the idea of that and apply it to an individual artist who. For sure you know, sees, sees somebody in their 
in their comments or or giving a like um and responding to that right not just letting them pass by but engaging them in some way like you know hey i've seen you around here before <laughs> you know like you know welcome what you know i noticed that you like this this image or this video or this yeah. piece of music um that i posted i'd love to learn what you liked about that right yeah like, hey have you seen this particular piece that i posted a while back right exactly. and, and then I think following up with them to, it, yeah it goes back to when you were saying you bought pieces and you're able to have that interaction with the artists themselves like I think with art, sometimes it can, like, we still talk about, like, high art, low art, all those kind of barriers and stuff. And, of course, we're never going to be able to just, like, call up Da Vinci and, like, go, hey, <laughs> right. what were you thinking with that, bro? Like, and there's such an opportunity. And it's something so special for a customer to get, like, you know, you think about when you buy from a small business and there's just like a cute little personalized note or even right. like, you know, when a brand read you because you were wearing their shoes and tagged them, like, like, you know, everyone wants a little bit of validation and recognition. And so it's just really nice. And again, it's that, you know, personal connection to your art and it creates a whole different experience for people seeing art that they're able to actually understand a story behind it not just seeing like, you know, the one piece in the gallery and mm -hmm. yeah, maybe knowing a little bit about Da Vinci and whatever that might be. But, right. you know, I think especially with modern artists or like now when there are so many that we can um, find all around the world and, you know, it's not just the four people, um, <laughs> the turtles. <laughs> I don't know my art history that well. Um, okay. I apologize. But yeah, like, you know, there is something so special that like, oh, I'll be able to understand this artist in a further way. I think for me as well, one of the things I've really connected with is knowing more about my tattoo artists as well. So I've got a, a few pieces around and there have been people that I'm just like, I love how they conceptualise these yeah. ideas, take on the briefs of their clients and turn them into something. And, um, like, in particular, there's this artist in Bali that, like, I've been gunning for a chance to get tattooed by her because it is like I feel connected with who she is wow, and how she right. tells a story that will be something I want to wear on myself. Um, so, right. yeah, that kind of personalised edge, particularly when you're dealing in something that is so much more creative and emotional like art right. versus you know, a product, it, like there is something so special about that and rewarding for a customer and also hopefully for the artists themselves. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's not, you know, in interaction with, with art or music, which is art or writing, which is also art, right. All these things are like human, human energy to human energy. Right. Yeah. It's not like, you know, we're, on a on a brand for like you know the latest and most trendy you know aluminum free deodorant or something right <laughs> we we are engaging yeah. with a part of somebody else and somehow that part of them that they've put out in the world is um is connecting with a part of us and that is such a unique a unique thing. I mean, you could go to any um, tattoo parlor or something and get the tattoo that you you want, um, maybe. But 
you have a special interest and you feel some kind of connection with this person. Yeah. And it's for the, the whole experience as well. For the whole experience, yeah. That she offers. And I think there's also something in like, you know, artists will evolve and change and you'll try new things. Some things might not work, some things might, but if someone's interested in you, you'll be able to bring them on that journey. And it's like, rather than, you know, if I was just to look up all the artworks of someone on a Behance or something and it was like, oh, I don't know like <laughs> what this is. And then like, boom, I'm gone, I'm out. And it, it commodifies the artwork so much more because it's only yes or no to what your product was. But if, you know, an audience member is able to actually feel connected to you and everything that you're going through, and then some days are a good day for you. Some artworks really work or like will connect with this person or some won't. But if they're invested in a larger story than just what you produce, they're going to be around for longer and also, yeah. you know, accept whichever, you know, direction you may go until you really piss them off, which, I, you know, very <laughs> rarely happens. <laughs> right, right. Unless you are a particular large organization that was trying to transport people at a certain point (laughs) yeah i had to deal with that on the other side as well so i've had i've had the hate and i'm sorry but i can't do anything about it either (laughs) right right Uh yeah for sure yeah i think that it's so important that that we are using social media in a in a bi-directional way like we've just been talking about instead of just slapping your stuff up there um, and, and then walking away from it. Um, And that really goes back to the thing that you, the point that you started out by saying, or one of your earlier points, which is, you know, why, why am Mm -hmm. I doing this? Right. Why do I want to post this? Why do I even want to be putting my stuff on social media to begin with right is this something that i want to invest my time into or do i just want to really keep it for you know friends and family and dog pictures and that's great right Um, that's also fine yeah that's also (laughs) fine um but yeah really having that answer to the the why of it all i think that that is something that i'm really taking away from this conversation yeah yeah so Tiff, can you tell everybody who might catch wind of our conversation here today um, where they can find you, how you might be able to help them? And um, yeah, just just anything. Yeah. And I know you mentioned that you have you have a workbook that might be available for for folks to start out with. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of that answering the question of why and kind of seeing your story as more than just I make art or, you know, other things that you may be interested in and how that connects to the audience. Essentially that, you know, entryway into the conversation at the party. Um, We've got a free workbook available on our website that will kind of start to get your thoughts flowing um, to really understand your wider story and how you can use social to actually tell that story and start to find those boundaries of what you want or don't want. Great. So that's called the story activation workbook on our website, thesocialstory.co. Um, and of course you can find us on socials. Um, you know, we yeah, would be a I hope you would be able to. <laughs> we don't have it. Um, 
So we are the Social Story Co on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, um, and we're constantly sharing some of our inspirations, tips for you know using social media a bit more mindfully, both as consumers and as brands, um, and our story as well. You know, it's definitely been a journey trying to run a small business over the past five years, let alone the past two. So. Right. Um, we're on a mission to stay alive, um, but also do things as purposefully as possible. So we're taking everyone on the journey with us as well. So um, yeah, I hope to see you guys there and definitely say hi. And, you know, I'll be back in the comments right back to you. <laughs> For sure. Participating in the way that we've been talking about participating throughout our conversation today. Tiff, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us and giving us some insight and inspiration and ideas for how we can better engage our community um, with our work on social. No problems at all. It was such a pleasure. And I can't wait to see what comes from it to see more artists, you know, sharing their stories on social. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. This has been the Bold Creatives Collective Podcast, and I am so glad that you joined us. We'll see you next time.